praise the Lord. You are listening to True Bible Mission for Jesus Church, located at 6010 West Mill Road, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the pastor is Elaine Allen. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time again. This week we will continue our discussion of current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So we'll continue with some current events. And I know some time ago we talked about this. And I don't know if, um, I don't know, everybody remembers this. But it's, uh, there's a nun or a group of nuns that are involved in a legal battle over Katy Perry, you know, the singer, Katy Perry's bid to buy a Los Angeles convent. And we talked about it, and the nuns have not lived in the property since 2011, but sold the convent to um, to someone else, And then the L.A. Archdiocese subsequently sued her, the person who bought it, saying that the sisters didn't have the authority to sell the convent. So Katy Perry wanted to to go ahead. She put in a bid to buy this convent. And now she has spent more than $2 million in legal fees fighting the small group of elderly nuns. The convent boasts a gorgeous view of San Gabriel Mount, 
Gabriel Mountains in downtown Los Angeles. The person who bought it had plans to turn the convent into a hotel, while Katy Perry said she wants to live there and she wants to buy it. So in 2016, a judge sided with the archdiocese and Katy Perry and invalidated the sale to this person who bought it, clearing a path for Katy Perry to buy the convent. So in November of last year, a jury found that Hollister, the person who bought the convent, had intentionally interfered with the, with the sale to Perry and a judge ordered her to pay millions to the archdiocese and to the singer. Now, the nuns fear that, well, th th this goes on and on and on, but you know what happened is that Sister Catherine Rose Holtzman of the Sisters of the Most Holy and Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary was 89. She collapsed and died during a court appearance, right in the middle of her court appearance, she just collapsed and passed away. She, Before she died, she gave an interview to Fox 11, speaking alongside of another nun, and the two said that they were appealing to the Vatican to give them control over their convent. The nun also implored Katy Perry to please stop pursuing the purchase of the property. But my guess is the, the death of this nun probably clears the path for Katy Perry to... But why <laughs> didn't they want Katy Perry to have the property? I can only well, imagine. they said that they don't, they don't think that she... Um, they have issues with the singer. They, don't she, they say that she doesn't represent things that they, don't, that they believe in. And it would be a sin to sell it to her, according to... I don't know about you know, a sin, but I can understand that they, they probably feel like she would probably desecrate whatever they considered to be... Holy. Holy, yeah. Right, because they probably prayed in there for so long and, and everything. Now, I don't know how many group of nuns there are, and I don't know if they're going to continue. I, I would imagine that they're uh, probably going to continue their appeal to the Vatican to see if, you know, they could... But it seems like this one particular nun. But I thought it was newsworthy because she passed out right in the courtroom. I don't know. They don't know if she had a heart attack or if she died of natural causes or if she, or what it was. She passed out. She actually died. passed away. She, in the courtroom? In the courtroom. In the courtroom. Right. I wonder what they were discussing when she died mm -hmm. specifically. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, some people, they don't put stock into... Uh, like a, like a building, but it does it does make a difference, you know, because I I know buildings that were once used for uh, church for religious worship, you know, and, and you know I would think I wouldn't want to take something that where prayer has gone up, sacrifice the reading of the word, and just do just some of anything in there, you know, I I just, I just can't imagine it, you know. I think that. They probably had a valid point. You know, now, I know I someone. It. I know someone who, um, you know, how you see some of these nursing homes and they're turned into like uh, apartments or condos or whatever. I know a person who feels like uh, I wouldn't want to live there, uh, you know, because they feel like um, maybe they didn't treat the people right, and 
you know, the maybe the spirits of some of the people that they mistreated are still in there, or, you know, I wouldn't want to live in there. Well, yeah, well, I guess I had never thought of it in those terms, but I, I can sort of understand. I mean, there are people who have taken churches and turned them into homes. You know, they have remodeled it, you know, gutted it and renovated it and turned it into the home. But, you know, I, I do know that God is real, and I do know that prayers unto the Lord is real. So, and I do know that the anointing of the Lord is real. So if a place has been anointed by the Lord, I don't think a person should just walk in there and just treat it in any type of way, do any type of thing to it. I mean, because I'm thinking about the Ark of the Covenant. You know, when the person went and put their hands out to, to touch, it. touch it, or when they wanted to look inside it, you know, and the Lord let them know that you, or even when they went up to uh, the edge of Mount, I think it was Sinai, and the Lord said, you know, that not for them not to come any further, because if they do, he have because they're uncleanness, he would have to destroy them. And so I think there's certain places that are touched by the presence of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, and I don't think it should be dishonored. Or when uh, they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant and the, and it was going to fall, and right. the, the one person who was carrying it reached out to, one of the to touch it right, to and steady to it. steady it, right. and the Lord right. caused because, him to die. Right. You know, and, and and it displeased David, but it scared him too. David stopped everything, and he went and sat down somewhere because it shook him up so bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, there's certain things, you know. But that- there is, you know, when you're talking about that, I remember somebody was talking about this a long, long time ago. I went out to eat somewhere because these, you know, they kept talking about how good it was, to, and the food was so good and everything, and I thought, well, I got to just try it, you know. And I took some family members with me, and and... We walked in there, and, and I'm looking, and and we sat down, and I'm thinking, this looks like it was a former funeral home. I think we're I think we're seated where the body was, <laughs> where they you know it just appeared to me like they could have they could have done a better job disguising the fact that it was once a remodeling home. it or something. Thing, but I thought, oh my goodness, I did, just. You know? <laughs> It, it, I never went back to that right. place. It might, have had, it might have had a thing for the dead, or, or as bad as that <laughs> one person. Uh, it was, I think, back in the 1800s, and they had gotten stranded some kind of way, and they ended up being cannibals, I guess, for the time period that they were stranded. And then the guy came back into the town and opened up a restaurant. No way would I have been going to this restaurant to and eat. And then there was not not too far from, you know, not too far from my neighborhood, there was a funeral home. And it, and it was sold, and then it was turned into a restaurant, too. Right. And they called it Frankenstein. Yeah, I guess so. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, I, said, I didn't go in there, needless to say. Right. No. Right, because I do think that there are certain things that things. Ha- that, that carry a, a, an atmosphere with it, you know? That- mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, moving on. I don't know. Celebrities are calling on people to boycott Bermuda because <clears throat> less than a year after legalizing marriage equality, Bermuda passed a law last month to ban same-sex marriage again. So same-sex couples have until the end of May to wed there before the new measure goes into effect. The self-governing British territory became the first to reverse its stance on the issue 
As countries increasingly move to legalize marriage between people of any gender. So Ellen DeGeneres wrote, I guess I'm canceling my trip. I guess so. (laughs) Anyone else? And then, of course, actor Bradley Whitford called for a boycott last month, shortly after the news broke. And later in February, February, Patricia Arquette called on followers to boycott Bermuda. Like they care. (laughs) Pop duo Tegan and Sarah sent a tweet saying they were thinking of our friends in the LGBTQ community in Bermuda and encouraged followers to support the efforts to overturn the policy. I didn't hear about this, you know, and so... Well, but, I, you know, I, I just don't think it's a bad thing that they're boycotting because, you know, that type of... Uh, disobedience to the word of God brings about it a certain type of, of spirit. You know, you carry a certain spirit with you. Now, I'm thinking, you know, well, if you just stay away, I don't think the people would be damaged in any way. And I'm saying not that the Lord doesn't love a person, not that we don't love the person, but sin is sin. And, and you just despise the sin. And if a person is going to be a willful partaker of, of sin, they carry along with it a certain type of, of spirit and, and if they want to boycott they should they shouldn't go I don't think the people will begrudge them at all well I guess they're looking to have it hurt their the tourism I doubt very seriously whether it hurt tourism yeah I think I think um it won't Bermuda is not going to lose any sleep if Ellen DeGeneres decide not to come. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and besides that, what did they do before the law was passed? You know, that, that's They went crazy. there probably. <laughs> yes. You know, that's so silly. All right, moving on. So a pastor closely linked to Donald Trump says in the pastor is Jeffries, Robert Jeffries. And he t- uh, said he's against sex with adult film stars, but isn't holding the alleged fair with Stormy Daniels against the prison. So he's saying he's against sex with adult film stars. What about... He's not against it. What about non-adult film stars? What about just actors in PG movies? I mean, this is so <laughs> stupid to me. I don't know. Fornication said, is fornication. Regardless, yeah. whether the person's in an adult film, you know, it, it, he, it doesn't he matter. He says it's not about... Uh, it's about policies and strong leadership, not sex scandals. And his and Trump's personal behavior isn't an issue. It's not, huh? <laughs> and evangelicals knew they weren't voting for an altar boy when they voted for Donald Trump, but, he said. We supported him because of his policies and his strong leadership. They and, try to separate the morality of a person from their decision-making process, but you can't. I, I mean, I know they go out of the way to try to separate church and state, but you can't separate... Uh, a person from their more it's like trying to separate the bone from the marrow the spirit from the soul man doesn't have that authority or that ability so you can't say well morally you know he's just despicable but as a leader as far as business policies he's all right do you have a i don't think you can separate them so he's the head pastor the uh robert jeffrey he says the head pastor of the first baptist dallas makes me wonder what he's doing and so my mother used to say that if a person doesn't speak out against someone who's doing wrong and if, if they basically are looking the other way she said nine times out of ten they're doing something themselves or there's somebody close to them that's doing something that they're trying to justify 
themselves because it doesn't make any sense. You can't separate the morality of a person from their decisions. It just does not work that way. That's why Trump, they said, was such a, uh, a crooked businessman, uh, you know, defrauding people of, of, of pay, uh, uh, breaking or breaching contracts. You know, it spills right over into whatever decision you make. You can't separate it. Mm-hmm. So this pastor believes that as long as Trump delivers on the policies, his, you know, then he says there's, um, as far as the behaviors, it doesn't. I, I mean, I can't believe he. Be, I don't. I can't anything. believe he believes that himself. He's just talking. That's just pure rhetoric. You know, good and well that when people think a certain way. They're going to receive, they're going to, the way they look at things, the way they perceive things is going to be influenced by what they believe. And it's impossible. That's nonsense that he's talking. I, I wouldn't trust a person like that. All right, so moving on, still in politics, there's a GOP senator, Mike Lee, uh, from Utah. He reintroduced last week, the First Amendment Defense Act, which is a bill that would provide a range of federal protections for individuals and companies that discriminate against LGBTQ people. It's framed as a religious liberty measure, and the legislation aims to prohibit the federal government from taking discriminatory action against a person for speaking or acting in accordance with a sincerely held religious or moral belief against same-sex marriage, polygamy, or sexual relations outside of marriage. Read that again. <laughs> it's framed as a religious... It came from the Huffington Post. It's framed as a religious liberty measure okay. aimed to prohibit the federal government from taking discriminatory action against a person for speaking or acting in accordance with a sincerely held religious or moral belief against same-sex marriage, polygamy, or sexual relations outside of marriage. So the way I read this or understand it is that if I, having this religious belief against same-sex, I, I should be free to speak my mind. Is that what it means? Uh, yes, I think that's what they're trying to say. That and they I, be and you can't penalize me, so because right now uh, the, you know, if you exp make an expression like that, I guess uh, people are being, well, they're going to penalize you for it anyway. I mean, it does, you don't need. What I'm thinking is that you don't need the government involved in uh, decisions like this. To me, we're just getting so bogged down with regulations of government. Common sense should tell a person some things, and I don't think that it has to be regulated. But if a person uh, truly has freedom of speech, freedom of religion, they should be able to voice their opposition to something. The same way people who are actually involved in that type of lifestyle, which is contrary to the Word of God, they have their opportunity to voice their opposition and their beliefs. I don't think you need the government to get involved in regulating things like that. That doesn't make any sense. Mm, I know. So I guess the reintroduction of the bill comes as the Trump administration has overturned multiple protections for LGBTQ people established under President Barack Obama. Attorney General Jeff Sessions in October released a memo 
announcing that federal civil rights legislation does not protect transgender people from discrimination in the workplace. The Trump administration has also thrown its support behind a Colorado baker who is penalized for refusing to make a cake for a gay couple and whose case is before the U.S. Supreme Court. And perhaps inspired by the president, several states passed anti-LGBTQ adoption laws last year. So we'll see where this goes. It was in reintroduced, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll probably vary with whatever administration takes, you know, power. That's usually how things go. And then I have some current events, but um, it's a, you know, there's a couple stories here where God restores everything, no matter how terrible things are, but I don't know if we're going to have time to go through these two stories, and we'll have to talk about them next week. I do want to start a topic, though, about misunderstood passages in the Bible. We won't finish it this week, but we'll continue it next week. The two misunderstood passages are Proverbs 29.18 where it says that where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law happy is he. I don't know if that's exactly King James Version. And then Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, where it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. So these scriptures are the two most, they say, most misunderstood passages in the Bible. I don't know if they're the two most misunderstood passages in the Bible, but I think, you know, I think there are a lot of them, and I think these are... um, These are two pretty good examples. They're very popular scriptures because I think everybody has heard them from time to time. And so, I don't know. I guess I'm guilty of misunderstanding, you know, a couple of, you know, these as well. So, I guess what these scriptures are talking about is that This is what happens when you neglect the Lord, when you ignore God. Right. The vision that he's talking about is the, is basically like the heavenly vision that Paul was talking about. So the vision that he's talking about is where the Lord leads us and where the Lord guides us and where the Lord takes us. So I have to say I'm guilty of this because not only do I think of it Spiritually, I think of it in the natural sense. Uh, So I guess the scriptures are not talking about fulfilling your vision for your destiny or for your hopes or for your dreams. Um, He's talking about the heavenly vision because he's talking about perishing. So he's talking about your soul. Well, perish I think of as well as failing. I no, think perishing if you don't total. have a vision, you don't have a plan, you don't have, and you just you, you just have, go merrily down the stream. 
no. without doing something, you're going to fail. It's well, not you're not going to accomplish it, anything. Your hopes and your dreams are not going to be but accomplished. If a, but if a person acknowledges the Lord and He directs their path, that's not going to happen. He's talking about perishing, not not failing. He's talking about total annihilation. He's talking about being ground into dust. He's talking about perdition. Perishing, you know, not where there is nothing left, no hope, no root, no nothing. Perish. So it's a it's the vision that the Lord was was telling them when he when he encountered uh, and he challenged Paul. He said, "This is what he said." I, I, he told Paul, I, "I reserved this time of just just so you can do this." And it's in Acts, and it's in the twenty sixth chapter. He said, but he wanted him. Uh, he told him to stand up. And this is what he wanted him to do. He said, because he was going to go to the Gentiles, he said to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. He said, and Paul said, so so King Agrippa, he said, I wasn't disobedient to this heavenly vision. This is the vision God is talking about. To be guided to the point where you know that there is salvation and then get to that point where you receive salvation without that knowledge to know that the Lord is here to save you, that there is hope for you. Without that knowledge, you will perish. Okay, we're going to have to hold that thought and pick up next week where we're leaving off reading Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Proverbs 15 and 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord, and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought is, A wise man is what? And what happens to a man of knowledge? The answer is strong and increases strength. And this can be found in Proverbs 24 and 5, which reads, A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. This week's Food for Thought is, If you fail to give glory unto the Lord's name, what will he do? Hint, the Bible, and that's food for thought.